Greetings. You're listening to the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. My name is Chris Smith. Whether you're a grizzled old salt, pining for the days of wire rope halyards, or a greenhorn, wondering what the hell a dolphin striker is, this is the podcast that seeks to fill the need for everybody's third most favorite pastime. That is, talking about sailing. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bonnie Boat Sailing Podcast. If you're just joining us, this first batch of episodes chronicles the refit and subsequent adventures of my wife Ryan and I aboard our 1967 Pearson Ariel Firefly. We spent two years on the hard fixing up the old girl and took her down the ICW from Virginia to the Florida Keys and back. Cheers! So last episode we left off retreating back to Tavernier, having dragged anchor down in Long Key Bight. And you'll have to forgive me because in, in real time here, I'm getting over the sickness, so I may sound a little hoarse. Episode 16, Key's Disease, January and February 2016. Normally, inclement weather up north is cause for unseemly gloating on our behalf. Unfortunately, this time around it delayed my family's visit by a few days, and my sisters couldn't make it down as a result. However, the team rallied and we had a wonderful week-long visit with my folks, saw the sights in Key West and Marathon, and generally lived it up, i.e. enjoyed real beds, full-size kitchen, and flush toilets. Ryan and I rented a car and drove down to the condo in Key West. First time driving in several months? Scary. Scary for Ryan, that is. Our initial plan was to try and get the boat down to Key West in time to meet the family. That didn't work out weather-wise, so we left the boat at a marina in Tavernier. It ended up for the best. There aren't any all-weather anchorages in Key West, and with the succession of cold fronts bringing winds from all quadrants, we would have had to move the boat every other day. Case in point, we walked down to Sunset Pier and watched the poor sods on anchor, bouncing their teeth out. Pictures never do it justice, but there was 120-foot megayachts bucking around like a dinghy out there. No thanks. All that wind made for some interesting beachcombing. We saw hundreds of Portuguese man-o'-wars washed up. Some of the big ones had bells almost as big as a football. We celebrated a belated Christmas, which consisted mostly of my mother asking Ryan if she was warm enough and me if we had enough snacks. Yes, comma, no. <laughs> I came down with a wee bit of the land sickness. Life is a great wheel, it would seem. So I hung out at the condo, and everyone else went and had fun. I ate all the cookies in the house out of spite. My parents and Ryan visited Hemingway's house and some of the famous bars on Duval Street. After recovering from my illness slash cookie binge, we checked out the Little White House where President Truman came to get out of D.C. Very interesting guy, uh, and he had to make some terrible decisions. Supposedly, as a young man, he aspired either to working in politics or playing piano in a brothel because, he's quoted as saying, no big difference, right? My dad and I lucked out and did a quick snorkeling trip out to the reefs on one of the few days without a ton of wind. Visibility was excellent. We saw a lot of fish, uh, moray eel, and a pretty good-sized grouper. The blood was pounding in my ears, but grouper is closed in Florida this time of year, and I am nothing if not slavishly adherent to fisheries regulations. On our last morning in Key West, we brunched at a place called Firefly. Ryan's dad, Joe, did the legwork and sent us a gift certificate. Thanks, Joe. Clearly, we were meant to eat here. Not only that, but the staff was wearing t-shirts that said, quote, 
Bug Life. Bug is the name of our dinghy, if you haven't been paying attention. We were able to get my folks out for a sail on their last day in the Keys. We went out to Butternut Key and anchored up for lunch with the crew of Chickadee. Everyone got the full experience when our motor popped off its mount in the outboard well, and we anchored under sail. No stress, eh? <laughs> we had a wonderful time with my family. It reminded me and Ryan of how much we miss everyone back home, but in a good way. We're looking forward to seeing everyone again soon. My folks winged their way back to the tundra, and we settled back into life aboard. So we ended up spending about a month in the Florida Keys uh, with Boaters Mangrove Marina as our base. Uh, and it was a pretty cool scene. Uh, I think it's now called Mangrove Marina, and it's in Community Harbor on the Florida Bay side of the Keys. And when we were there, it was one of the cheaper marinas in the Keys uh, and restricted to boats drawing no more than probably four and a half, five feet max. Uh, so as a result, there was a decent number of uh, young folks on, on small boats. So that was pretty cool. And we had a lot of fun hanging out with all, all, all those folks. Um, and I remember in particular one evening after a few brews at the Tiki Hut, um, one of the, uh, the young Mainers was trying to teach me and Jason how to catch cast a fly in the parking lot. That was pretty entertaining. <laughs> um, in addition to the young transient crowd at the marina, there was a, a good group of full-time liverboards, uh, some very interesting and a few esoteric types. Uh, and then beyond the marina crowd were the people uh, living out in the anchorage. So between these groups, you had all sorts of different people on, on different boats. Uh, you had some folks who kept their boats in perfect shape, ready to shove off at a moment's notice. Some people living aboard houseboats. Uh, some people who I'm pretty sure had been living aboard at the marina since the 80s when uh, Sea Dock there was supposedly the nudist dock. <laughs> um, and everyone was pretty mellow. There were a few strange types uh, and maybe one guy who had what we call a, uh, an alcohol-soluble shell of civility. He got a little crazy at the Tiki, tiki Hut one night. Uh, I think he was trying to like light off a flare inside a fuel tank or so something crazy. But uh, it's the Florida Keys, right? It's it's the end of the road. You got to expect that sort of thing. <laughs> so we went out for day sails around Florida Bay. Um, my buddy Jason was working on a headboat doing fishing charters. So a bunch of us younger folks went out for an afternoon of fishing. Uh, Ryan did pretty well, as I recall. Caught a good number of, of eaten fish. I think I struck out. Um, we all made uh, fish tacos. Had a big uh, barbecue that evening. Uh, Jason and Kirsten turned us on to Cafe Con Leche, I believe it's called, uh, which they served at this little Cuban joint in Tavernier. And it's, uh, it's sweetened, condensed milk, uh, strong coffee, and a ton of sugar. Uh, and I've, I've tried making it since, and I can't quite seem to replicate it. So they must there must be some kind of awesome sauce or something in there. <laughs> uh, we rented bikes one day and rode around Almorada and Tavernier. Uh, we checked out two of the local breweries. Uh, and, and speaking of beer... Uh, we joked that our whole trip was a, an interstate, intercoastal beer-tasting sojourn. Uh, and in, in some ways, it's true. We definitely drank a lot of beer on the trip. Uh, so, and for better or for worse, uh, at the end of, you know, uh, on a long day of the water, you get the anchor down, you watch the sunset, and you really, uh, you really feel like you earned a barley pop, uh, or boat soda, as I like to call them. Uh, and obviously, sailors have a long history of fondness for drink. I do think it is important to remember, uh, like a friend of mine says, uh, drinking is not a hobby. <laughs> so with that in mind, I, uh, I, uh, when we, after we got back, I wrote a little piece for the local Chesapeake Bay sailing magazine, uh, spin sheet called 
Booze Cruise, Beers of the ICW. Uh, and these were a few of our favorite beers of the trip. Booze Cruise, Beers of the ICW. Heading south down the Intracoastal Waterway, aboard our 1966 Pearson Aerial Firefly, my wife and I realized we had made a terrible mistake. Without refrigeration aboard, we had to drink warm beer. Driven by thirst, we would row ashore seeking refreshment, and the beers of the ICW survey was begun. Coasters, Elizabeth City, North Carolina. A $1 membership fee grants access to a local's bar serving great craft beer, a short walk from the free docks downtown. Bake, Bottle, and Brew, Swansboro, North Carolina. There's a lot of tidal current in the anchorage at Swansboro, but confidence and technique will be rewarded at Bake, Bottle, and Brew with bottled and draft beer, good Wi-Fi, and a view of the harbor. Holy City Brewing, Charleston, South Carolina. Make friends and hitch a ride to Holy City Brewing. It's a top-notch brewery with a great atmosphere. Every beer we tasted was excellent, and their Pluff Mud Porter was our favorite beer of the entire trip. Playa Linda Brewing Company, Titusville, Florida. A short walk from the dinghy dock at the Municipal Marina, this brewery features a revolving selection of tap beers brewed on site. If you time it right, you can finish your beer, walk around the corner to the shore of the Indian River, and watch a rocket launch from nearby Cape Canaveral. Cork and Pint, Palm Coast, Florida. Palm Coast Marina offers no-frills flat-rape slips for $20 a night. From the marina, it's a quick jaunt to Cork and Pint, a tap house with a wide selection of beers on draft and hundreds in the bottle. We had Bourbon County Stout on tap for the win. J.P. Henley's, St. Augustine, Florida. Directly across the street from the dinghy dock at the City Marina, J.P. Henley's boasts an enormous draft and bottle list. After a sleepless night on the hook, awkward questions from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, and playing chicken with a small cruise ship at the Bridge of Lions, we walked in to see Founders Breakfast out on draft. Please and thank you. One for the road. We have a no-alcohol-underway policy aboard Firefly, but a cold beer at anchor is a fine end to a day on the water. Some of our favorites to look for heading south are Bimini Twist from Three Sisters Brewing, Highlight from Cigar City Brewing, and People's Porter from Foothills Brewing Company. So there you have it, some of our favorite brews along the East Coast. Uh, you may have noticed that the Florida Keys breweries did not make the list, and they were fine. Uh, nothing spectacular, but we're typical millennials in that regard, in that uh, we're very much beer snobs. <laughs> And, uh, and the keys are interesting. You know, the, the, it's a lot grittier than I expected. Uh, obviously, Key West is pretty posh these days. Uh, it's very touristy. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, but my impression of the keys was kind of like an aging beach town. A lot of older buildings weathered kind of by the marine environment. Uh, and now this was back in 2015, so prior to Hurricane Irma. Uh, and so I, I imagine things have changed quite a bit since we were there. Um, and it is. It's the end of the road, you know. Uh, there's definitely an island island view of life. Uh, it seems like a lot of businesses down there uh, simply close for the day when the fishing's good. Uh, and that's uh, that's Key's disease, uh, which is cool, I think. <laughs> Although we were joking that if you went down there with, uh, with a work ethic and some capital, you could probably dominate any industry of your choice. But why would you want to do that? You're in the, you're in the Florida Keys. <laughs> um, so we had fun hanging out in the Keys. Um, but I will say after a week or two of relaxing, taking in the sights, we both started to get a little itchy and a little bored just kind of hanging out in the marina. Um, and for me, the draw to living aboard is that you get to drop the hook in a new place every night or every few nights. Uh, and living aboard at the marina, for me, anyway, is it's mostly just a nuisance. You know, you're still dealing with all the inconveniences of living on a boat. 
you know, all your everyday chores take twice as long from getting water, uh, cleaning dishes, emptying the trash, taking a shower, uh, all those inconveniences that you happily trade for the freedom of being underway. But when you're living tied to a dock, the trade-off is, it's less obviously worth it, I guess. Uh, that's just me. I, just, I think boats are meant to move. So it was with mixed emotions that we turned our bound north and began the trip back. We were leaving some wonderful friends behind, uh, and we're, we were well past the halfway point of our trip. So we, we definitely felt some, some melancholy. But we were ready to be back underway again, traveling the sounds, rivers, creeks, and bays of the intracoastal waterway, heading north and heading back home. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. It's a short one this week. Uh, and I meant to mention last episode, a few other sailing podcasts. If you're, uh, if you're looking for some other good ones, um, there's the sailing road hosted by Stephen Brandy payment, and they do a great show. Um, they're not publishing super frequently these days, but they cover a lot of interesting stuff, uh, mostly sailing down in Florida. Some of the places we visited actually. Uh, and they talk about trailer sailing, which may be of interest to some of you. Um, then there's uh, sailing stories hosted by Lee Cumberland, which is excellent. Um, I highly recommend the season with the audio adaptation of uh, Jean de Sud and the Magic Bird, which is the book that Yves Jelena wrote about his circum- circumnavigation via the Great Capes in his Alberg 30. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Yves, he's a legend and a total badass. Um, he made a movie of his trip. This was back in the 70s. That's my all-time favorite sailing movie. Uh, and there's some footage in there of... of uh, Jean de Sud, his boat, and him uh, sailing in the Southern Ocean. That is just unbelievable. It will blow your mind. Um, so that's sailing stories. That's well worth checking out. Um, and then the other one I forgot to mention is the Slow Boat Sailing Podcast, which is hosted by Linus Wilson. Uh, and he's an interesting guy, and he's, he's actively out there sailing. Um, and his concept is sailing around the world part-time. So he leaves the boat on the hard in far-flung places during hurricane or cyclone season. Uh, and returns for a few months a year during the sailing season, uh, and it's not it's not a new idea, but he presents it very clearly, and and I've I've found it influential in my thinking about my future sailing goals. Um, so anyway, there you have it. If you're desperate for some more sailing podcasts, check them out. Um, as always, if you're uh, if you've been enjoying this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review and a rating uh, wherever you uh, listen to your podcast. Thanks. Be back in two weeks, and hopefully my voice will be back as well. Till then. That's it for this episode of The Bonnie Boat. Thanks for listening. I know time is my most scarce resource these days, so I appreciate you uh, choosing to spend your time listening here. One of the reasons I decided to throw my hat into the podcast ring is to get in touch with other like-minded sailing maniacs. To that end, if you have any comments or suggestions, you can email me at thebonnieboat at gmail.com. You can find us online at thebonnieboat.wordpress.com. And remember, to be a sailor, you don't need a YouTube channel with 100,000 video subscribers. You don't need an Instagram account with pictures of beautiful people in their bathing suits. You certainly don't need a podcast. You don't even need a boat. You just need to go sailing. Until next time, this is Firefly standing by on Channel 16.
All right, now I got a tune for you here. This is St. Anne's Reel, one of my all-time favorite fiddle tunes. My good friends Jared on the mandolin and Stavros on the octave mandolin, uh, which is not an instrument you hear a lot. It's a very cool sound. Uh, and I can tell they were in the zone on this one. Uh, it's, it's got some really nice moments. Uh, and again, the uh, the audio is, is taken off of an iPhone. So we'll do it live. Thank you. 